so that we can keep up with time. Um, right, so you make your way back home. Uh, we'll say to Rivera's place. Uh, and uh, who's going to call Uncle Pete? Charlie's going to. Charlie's the only one who doesn't really know. Uh, uh, Pete is Frank and Rivera's brother and the uncle to the twins. Well, he's Charlie's yeah. half. Charlie, I don't know that you. I don't know that you met uh, Pete since the wedding all those years ago. I also don't think Charlie's probably the best person. That's- yeah, it probably. I mean, I talked to him and told him we left the cabin. So I'd, I'd, I'm not a very good liar or anything, so I feel like uh, one of y'all siblings should uh, call. You're right. I think we uh. should call him. And if not, I will call him since he was the one who told me about the cabin, but he also, I don't know. I guess I'll call him if nobody else wants to. You can call him, put him on speaker. Yeah. Um, that? Yeah, so I call Pete. Just to get something nice going, it's also said, should y'all not, you know, decide what you want to say to Uncle Pete before you call him and just yeah. wing it? Yeah, that's that's probably a better idea is to plan things out. <laughs> so, uh, what we just want to ask him about the basement creepiness? I mean, yeah, I feel like we have to. He said when we called him the other day, because um, we called him after the cabin was destroyed by Howard. So we thought, um, and he said he hadn't been out here yet but that it had been offered to him by his boss. So I, I feel like at this point, we ha- if we're bringing it up to him, we have to be direct to, to maybe shock an answer out of him. I don't, I don't know. Ask him who his boss is? I mean, his boss is Ethan Bishop, which didn't... Ethan, something like that. It, didn't the dead guy have some kind of note or something on him that had to do with Ethan Bishop? Yes, the uh, the the guy that got yeah, who who got murdered supposedly by this Egyptian cult, and he was going to meet with Mister Gray, but also has ties to Ethan Bishop. Could Ethan Bishop be part of that Egyptian cult? Possibly. Could Ethan Bishop be some kind of supernatural creature? Because apparently they're everywhere. Apparently, oh, I feel like they're just should... crowded around you. No, they're all—they're just all crowded around you guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm, that's our luck. Ah, duly noted. So, how, do we just want to call and just be direct and say what's up with the weird blood runes and things in the basement? Well, if we do that and he doesn't know. Yeah, a very direct way to approach things. Yeah. We try and go for it a subtle way to get him to say something. Like maybe, maybe try and lead him into like something happened. We don't really know what it was. It, it didn't seem to make any sense. You know, not quite say something supernatural happened, but heavily hint at it to see if he adds on or anything how long has he been working for this law firm i mean he's married into it at this point isn't he yeah he's married he married the daughter of one of the partners uh and actually changed his last name to be uh uh, uh, smith price or something like that price smith or something like that um no, Jones. Oh, no, Mark. Yeah, his, his professional Jones. name is now Price. Peter Price. Jones. Uh, so, and yeah, he's he's come back to visit like every year at Thanksgiving, um, but uh, and and sometimes other time like vacations and things like that. Uh, but he mainly spends all his time in Atlanta. Um, gotcha. I don't know. Maybe we can just call him and act. Um, you know, 
frantic, act like something happened and just see how he reacts. And then if that doesn't work, then we can go to being direct. Would our aunt know anything about it? His wife? If she's married into the family, if she knows anything about the cabin? Because technically she's family too. And uh, each wife. Yeah. But, I mean... I mean, so are we saying we'd rather call her over Uncle Pete? Call Pete, but she still might know. Do we want to try and get them both on the phone together? If they are together? And see how they both react? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, yeah, let's do that. Uh, We go go in uh, the more subterfuge way or the direct way? I mean, I'm okay with the direct way, but... What do the rest of y'all think? Honestly, mm-hmm. I feel like Uncle Pete is probably a direct enemy of, of Mr. Gray, I feel like. Mm. So I'm not too sure about this phone call. I mean, what exactly is our goal to get out of this phone call? I mean, I guess to figure out what's going on with... Why... Why if he if he doesn't know what's going on here, I, I essentially like he offered us this cabin. Did he know something sketchy was going on? Like this whole cabin is kind of like you know, led to a lot of things. Very spooky things. And he did offer us the cabin before we met the dead guy, right? He did. Yeah, he did. So But I mean that didn't mean anything. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to call him right now. We can do something else and plan better for later, but... I have to say, he's not trying to get rid of us, is he? I, I mean, that that's a very... That would be a very indirect way to, I guess... I mean, nothing technically... The cabin was fine until... We messed with it and found a secret room. So would it have continued to be fine if we'd stayed there for an extended period? Or like, would things have come out of the mirrors and eaten us alive? Did y'all mention this cabin to Mr. Gray at all? Oh, we did not mention the cabin to Mr. Gray. No, we did not. Mm. Or Uncle yeah, we haven't mentioned Uncle Pete at all either. I mean, I guess we can see if we can get more information from Mr. Gray tonight about things. Uh, and then judge how we want to handle Pete or anything. Well. Pete's an asshole, but I don't, I don't think he set us up for uh, I don't think he did either. You know, I think he's just, it's just happenstance, but. And that his boss was involved in the shooting that happened right outside the bar we were at. There's just, it's a lot of weird coincidences and I'm just, you know, I'm wary of everyone at this point since apparently a lot of people around us are supernatural. Two of us here are. Oh, yeah. Going on in a sense, not not in a sense, in actuality. Well, it's not like the werewolves we grew up watching. Once again, it's not like I did this on purpose. Turn into an actual wolf. Um, Charlie, while we were driving, um, back to. Knoxville yesterday, I tried to do some genealogy research on us to try and figure out, um, you know, where apparently this werewolf heritage we have came from. Um, And I didn't get very far, but it did lead me back to your mom, you know, our grandparents who we've never met and never wanted to meet us. Um... So I, I don't know if she knows anything. You know, they may 
at least know something about us. And I don't know if finding more about our heritage could somehow find a way to, you know, lift this curse from y'all or something. But I feel like that's also something worth looking into. Well, we'll add that to the list. I guess we should reevaluate what's the most important thing or most immediate yeah. right now, which it seems to be Mr. Gray. So we should probably decide what we want to do about that. But before we do that, we should probably decide who we want to contact to dig up more information. Because if Mr. Gray and your uncle have some kind of conflict, that would be useful information. Well, do do we even have to bring Pete into this? Do you think we could ask Mr. Gray directly if there's any relationship with Ethan Bishop? If Ethan, I mean, Mr. Gray seems like he knows all of the supernatural people kind of in the community because it's his job. He would probably know if there was anything going on with that Bishop Price That's family. That's an excellent question. We should call him and ask about Ethan Bishop. Well, if, whenever Aunt Rivera contacts him about her decision, I feel like that would be the opportune moment to ask, you know. Well, kind I kind of think we want to know that before she has to make her decision. We want to know what's what what side of the, you know, tracks we're we're getting on here, like where the lines are drawn. Maybe he's perfectly fine. Maybe there's a purposely innocuous reason. Maybe there's some kind of secret society out there to suppose, you know, Mr. Gray and his craziness. I'm just saying, I was right once before. I might be right again. I mean, I feel like no, he's a group that's deal, trying Charlie. to fight off the crazy. I mean. Who's to say? Well, here's one thing I would say. Before we agree to anything with Mr. Gray, who I haven't met, let's get ourselves a little insurance. Let's, I like the way you think. Let's put down everything we know and save it. I mean, someplace safe. Multiple maybe locations, right. maybe. Charlie, you got any connections uh, that might be off the grid? I do. Yeah, we'll record all this. So, we decided to write down all the secret information that the secret conspiracy doesn't want you to get out. Exactly. That seems or, like a brilliant plan. Or video. Don't give it to yeah. don't give it to people. We don't need to oh god. Die. Uh and I will contact. Who will I contact? Um, I will use my contacts in uh, the police to, after we write all this down, mail it to anyone I still trust at the Bureau, just to hold on to it for a week. Bureau could be compromised. That's true. I can't share any of this information with anybody other than y'all. Because there was some weird magic mumbo-jumbo that went on when I told him that until Rivera made a decision, I wouldn't tell anyone. So I'm going to back out of this conversation. I could send it to one of my conspiracy buddies. There no, you go. Absolutely not. They will post it. They will, they will read what you send. We will F ourselves over. Well, then, uh, Frank, do you have any ideas? Hmm. Not the Bureau and not the conspiracy... Not the the Shrek net. We make a a random social media. <clears throat> it's not connected with any of, and we record everything we know, and it's there. Nobody will have any reason to go to it because they won't know who it is. Unless we post. It's not a terrible idea. Guess I I don't know how I feel about that, but. I mean, why don't we just write or record the information down multiple sources and then just hide it in physical places, like in our own homes that we could find easily while cleaning up, you know? Our own homes are comfortable. Yeah, but are they going to, like, go through our underwear drawers on the off chance that we wrote down everything we learned? Maybe. I mean, if they're doing that far, then they'll figure out any other... Places we hid information, I feel. 
I will I will hide the information in the exact same place I had hid the Betamax tapes and the loose floorboard uh, at my house. Well, we each have a copy and we each hide it someplace. That that sounds good. And yeah, we don't, there, we, there we go. We can we all decide. We don't tell the others where it is. Yep. Deal. There we go. What information are you putting in these copies of things that you were hiding all over the place? Are you talking about Howard? Are you talking about the law firm? Are you talking about the the Anawaya? Yes. Probably. I probably just write down a lot of things like vampires, werewolves, fair folk exists. Fair folk? Fair that folk. Yes. Yeah. The Howard apparently says they're real. Oh, okay. We have met. Don't make fun of them, apparently. Um, proof, you know. We have we have werewolf blood in our lineage, things like that, written down on mine. Information. Mr. Gray like, equals vampire. I'm just gonna copy hers. Uncle I'll Pete question mark. Well, yeah. you said that he could erase our men. Like how far back could he go to erase our men? Like as far back as no. I mean, I feel like he's not gonna. I feel like at that point we're just invalids. But I also feel like they're not gonna erase yours and Charlie's memory. He's just gonna kill you too, because you're part of the supernatural community now. Like, you know. But if that's the case, then Charlie and I could help you all at that point. You know, if, if your memory is erased, you know, you wouldn't forget your brother and or you know father you know unless he completely erases your memory for like you know past five you know let's i don't know i guess let's just make our decision all right aunt rivera can make her decision on mr gray and we can just go from how he handles that we're thinking this yeah 100 percent. i do want to talk to pete before we uh we before Rivera makes her, her decision. I, I think that would be wise. I don't think Charlie needs to talk to Pete. No. I I don't think the happy dice uh rolled well on you the last time we talked to Pete. I'm pretty sure he does not like you for abandoning mom. Which is fair. Yeah, yeah, no rebuttal to that. That's what I thought. <laughs> um So I guess somebody other than Charlie. So, do we want to call Pete or not? I guess we need just to go ahead and make that decision. We've been talking about it for a while. I think Frank needs to call him. All right. Frank is the oldest brother. There you go. Frank Brown Condo. All right. Well, where are we back in Knoxville? Or... Yeah, Aunt Rivera's house. Hmm. Is it daytime? Yes, it's around uh, by now one o'clock in the afternoon. Is there a I don't know, like a a park or some public space near her uh, her house? Near Creek and Pine Place. I'll go there. Pete. Find uh, a quiet place in a park. You don't see anyone around close enough to here. Um. I mean, no one has any weird supernatural powers that are less than here from far away. Um, you are assuming your phone is not tapped. And you call Pete's private cell phone number down in Atlanta. Well, I was I was planning to get a burner phone. Well, that works too. All right, you take some time to get a burner phone? Mm -hmm. uh, because Charlie's paranoia has infected you? Yeah. I'll never <laughs> live. Excellent. And from your burner phone, you call... Uh, Number? Sure, I have his name right now. I think it's Pete. Peter or something <laughs> like that. He doesn't go by his actual name now or something. It's Peter Price Jones. Hey, Pete. It's Frank. Hey, what's up? Uh, How... not too. You sound awful. Everything okay? Uh, well, I don't know. Have you got a minute? Uh, sure. Okay. I'd like you to go to, this is going to be a little weird. Uh, is there a, is there a payphone anywhere near you? 
Do payphones still exist? Uh, I don't know. Maybe not. Let me get you to go outside your uh, go outside your building, go to a coffee shop or something, and call this number. Okay. Yeah, he'll give me about fifteen minutes. Right. Give him his pass, and uh, your phone rings. Yeah. Okay, what's going on? Somebody committed a crime. Do you need? Advice. Well, you we haven't shot and killed someone in the line of duty because that's all over the news now. I have not shot and killed anyone in the line of duty. I need you to tell me everything you know about your law firm, and I need you okay. to, and I need yes. you to remember that I'm your brother, and this is important. Okay, I know you're my brother, and I would never lie to you, and or try to take advantage of you. Um, I don't know what you're asking for. Uh, are you worried that we're like into something into some sort of John Grisham shady bullshit? Because as far as I know, we're not. As far as you know. Well, yeah, yes, I'm a uh, I'm a uh, junior associate. Uh, I'm a, nothing I've seen in the ten years I've been here says that we're involved in anything illegal. Uh, I mean, I mean, we're we're lobbyists for uh, AT and T. And all the partners donate heavily to, to the Republican Party, uh, but I, I don't think we're involved in. Any, I don't have any reason to think we're involved in anything criminal. Now, what is this about? Well, I'm not calling as a law officer, so I'm not too worried about whether you're involved in anything illegal. But there's some weird shit going on with your. Okay, uh, give me an example of some weird shit that relates to uh, this law firm. The cabin that you sent us to, <clears throat> it's uh, it's got some. Well, there's a basement. Okay, wasn't aware of that. But what's in the basement? I don't, <clears throat> I don't quite know how to describe it. It's uh. Now, please tell me that no one has a sex basement down there. No, that's I don't. For, that's, that's all I know of it. I don't think it's a sex basement. I just think I can't. I can't describe this without sounding like Charlie. Um, does your firm have any official dealings or representation with any clients at Knoxville? Um, yes. Uh, in fact, uh, a small satellite office there. Uh, and, uh, mainly it's uh, corporate work. I don't want you to divulge any... I don't want you to break any con uh, client confidentiality, but do the names Gray or Bishop mean anything? You say Price? Uh, Gray or out, out, of, out of character. The, it's, Bishop uh, is one of his bosses. Okay, who... So Gray is the only one then that I would... Oh, no, I, I forgot about. Uh, uh, I would have to uh, look through our client list. Uh, I can... I would make a discreet look at that and see if that uh, drawing any attention. Is it is is this great person? Is it a he or a she? Uh, it's a he. Alan also out of character. What was the uh, the name of the little clan or whatever in Knoxville, the Vampire Clan? Uh, the Rookwoods. Rookwood. Uh, Gray is a Caucasian male. Very Caucasian male. Also, the name Rookwood. That name I know, and I'm surprised you don't. I just from growing up there, they own like probably a third of Knoxville. Yeah, I, I, I know. I just, I need to know if your firm has any dealings. Probably do out of the Knoxville office, but I'll take a look around, and if I can tell you anything without uh, breaking client confidence, I'll give you a call back. Okay. Um. Pete, it's important you know that some of the individuals we're, we're talking about are very bad people. Possible we could be in. Again, this is not are official. Are you in trouble? Do, you, do, do I need to, like, should I, like, I can catch a, a uh, I can get up there by the night if you need me to. If, if that, if that becomes necessary, I'll let you.
at the moment, I think, I think it's best if you keep a little distance. Uh, there's. Sure, everybody has my number memorized in case you get arrested or something. Don't say anything. I'm sure I don't have to tell you this, but remind the youngsters: don't say anything to anyone. Uh, and uh, I am your attorney, and you have my number. I got that. Uh, all right, thank you, Pete. Please let me know if you uh, if you find anything on or the road. And be informed before any of you guys do something crazy, especially Charlie. God help us all. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, and he hangs up. You know anything about werewolves? Oh, he hung up. Sorry. <laughs> Magic is real. And... By okay. the way. Well, I will. Uh... Then while I'm about us signing a blood contract, <laughs> like he could give us legal advice on that. <laughs> <laughs> then I will. Uh, I will go back to the uh, wherever the hell Arrow's apartment. Or All right, I talked to Pete. I had to trust him, you know, up to a point, and kind of put him in motion. If he knows anything about Gray, he'll let us. I guess that's something. He didn't... Did you mention the cabin? How did he react to that? He, uh... I didn't go into detail about it. He didn't seem to know anything weird, and, and Alan didn't make me roll anything, so I assume it's okay. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I guess our only course of action now is, I guess, to talk to Mr. Gray. It looks I guess like... come tonight. It's only like, what is it, like 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock? We still have some... Thereabouts. Yeah, I'm told. Sunset's not told. Place six. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, find an office supply store or something, and I'm gonna buy a cheap little uh, digital recorder, and I'm going to record everything that I everything that's happened over the past few days, and then I'm going to write it all down on paper. Then I'm going to go to the bus station, get a key to a bus to a locker, and put the stuff in there. So that may take a you're gonna take the key and put it in a different bus locker. Uh no, I'm just gonna uh I'm gonna hide the key. Okay, so y'all do all that. Uh what's next? I guess do we unless there's anything y'all want to do get to sunset sunset unless there's anything anybody wants to do. We can fast forward if y'all have any plans. Uh, I would probably want to do some research. Um, um, do some type of research on maybe some. I hate to to say this. Some forums that Charlie might know of to find out some information on werewolves. Our system on that. Okay. Uh, that's going to be doing it online. It's going to be wits plus the lesser of your investigation. Uh, that, well, tell me, first of all, do you, how much computer do you have? I have nothing in computer. Okay. Uh, you're probably not going to be able to do an effective web search for information on uh, werewolves. Charlie um, is the guy you would expect to be able to do that. So I am going to call up some uh, one of my contacts in the crazy person community and uh, do some digging around and determine what exactly this blood contract slash whatever Gray is discussing, if anyone has ever heard of that. Okay. Uh, roll your... What is it? Is this through contacts? I've got contacts. I've got investigation. Is your contacts your conspiracy buddies? Uh, yes. Uh, roll your uh, wits. Now, make an intelligence plus occult plus your contacts. Uh, 
Um, but this is pretty obscure, so we're going to say it's minus four. Oof. Zero successes. Oof. Uh, do you any ones? No. Uh, you are not able to find anything uh, that you think is remotely plausible uh, about blood contracts. What about the, uh, what's the other option that he offered? Uh, blood from the vampire to somehow find them. Yes, I want to see. I want to. I want to. I want to find out what that does exactly. Yep, make the same roll. Can I blow a willpower on this? This is something you can blow a willpower on. My general rule of thumb is that uh, what we call willpower is really just uh, the fact that you're a protagonist. Uh, and the narrative bends to your will, so you can use it uh, sort of like as a fake roll. Okay. I will use a willpower. Two successes. All right. Um, deep in the deepest pockets of the dark web, uh, you do find uh, uh, a extremely paranoid message board um, that you have a limited presence on uh, where uh, it involves people who claim to be monster hunters. Ooh, uh, and and uh, particularly in this case, the vampire hunters. Uh, and one of their topics of conversation is the fact that uh, you're not safe during the daylight hours from the reach of the undead uh, because uh, any random person you meet uh, can be a vampire's blood slave. Sound pleasant at all. Is there any information on exactly what that entails? And uh, Generally speaking, uh, there is some ritual that can be done. Uh, where uh, a vampire feeds blood to a mortal and can exercise, most of the time they're willing, apparently, uh, people who volunteer for this because he can do things like cancer and become a blood slave. It'll put it in remission uh, um. or, or heal you of, of other diseases. Uh, but it makes you extremely loyal to the vampire. Some there, there are... Some people claim that it actually gives the blood slave or blood servant, whatever, uh, some degree of supernatural powers. Um, others claim that it will drive you insane, like Renfield, and you end up eating bugs in insane asylum. Okay. Well, I will, I will okay, share this. Yeah, a lot of it, it is all very vague, and it is written from the perspective of someone who claims to actually hunt and kill vampires. Uh, how does this person hunt and kill vampires? Does they have anything on how to kill a vampire? When in doubt, chop their heads off and set them on fire. Noted. Need a hacksaw. But that's about all you can get with two successes. Okay. All right. Well, I will share this information with uh, the rest of the group, so they will at least be slightly more well informed. Excuse me on what consequences their actions may have. So, I, I will do that. Um, couldn't find anything on the contract, but uh, drinking their blood might make you go crazy and eat bugs. Uh, it might give you supernatural powers. It might cure cancer. <laughs> it might make you a drooling slave of Mr. Gray. <laughs> Who's to say? So many possibilities. In any event, you're not doing this, young lady. You say that to me or Aunt Rafera? You. It wasn't offered to me. I'm just pointing out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Definitely listen to my father, who's 100% been involved in my life and all of its decisions. Well, you don't have a husband, so technically he is your master. 
Okay. Okay. Just, I'm just saying. It's now, the Bible. Okay. Well, you know what? We've already we've already done this for Charlie. I want to swing a slap at Uncle Frank now. I mean, this is the South, right? I mean, I'm, it's Tennessee. So. I'm doing it. Hold on. Hold Was on. it the rule of thumb? I'm, I'm doing it. I'm 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 rolling it. That was. I'm very violent. She, that was entirely out of time. character. <laughs> I'm doing it regardless. I'm rolling. <laughs> We're so Damn it! That's probably not. That's that's not going to hit. It's fine. I I gave it a go though. Olivia's Olivia's freaking out about a lot of things. Uh, Alan, but. the uh, the key, I will mail to Pete with a note saying that if I am saying what it is, if anything happens to me or if I'm declared missing, uh, this key provides you. All right. Okay. You can do that. Uh, that seems cool. All right. Uh, anyone doing anything else between then and that night? That's all I got. Can I do one more kind of, um, you said last time I checked my family's, tried to search like my family's genealogy stuff. That the only thing I came up with was um, Charlie's mom, right? Amelia Lawrence, yeah, something like that. She yeah, was the one that has all the records. Yeah, through Charlie's mom, okay. you can trace your ancestry like to the Mayflower. Uh, through Charlie's <laughs> dad, uh, you can find his grandfather, and then it just sort of stops. Okay, so that's probably the line that I would have to go down, and I'd probably have to go straight to the source. Uh, then no, for now I'm. I don't think I'm. Your grandfather, your grandfather does live in Knoxville. I don't know that you've ever met him because he cut Charlie off when he married your mom. Um, I guess does Charlie know his address? I mean, I'm not going to do it today. I would assume so. Uh, um, I guess I could ask him. I guess yeah, that makes more sense. Charlie, do you still know where your dad lives? Do you talk to him? Occasionally, sure. Do you want to you call? Don't talk. Um, you know, I think he may be the link to our werewolf ancestry, and I, I think he's our only chance of, you know, learning more about just not even only our blood, but maybe even breaking the curse. Um, so I will give her whatever information I have regarding I just his. Want to save that contact. Uh, to deal with. Uh, yeah, uh, the elder uh, uh, Connors uh, and Amelia uh, live in a uh, two-story mansion uh, in um, the most expensive uh, neighborhood in Knoxville. Yo, Charlie, what the hell? <laughs> Your parents are rich? They haven't sent one birthday gift for us? Damn. I mean, they're right. well off. They're they're comfortable. Damn. Is it just is uh, it just part of y'all's family to not interact with your your own family? Is that just a genetic thing? Sins of the father. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Uh, Lawrence Connor was uh, back in the fifties uh, was the first plastic surgeon to open up shop in Knoxville. And he's and he made a killing from it. Interesting, interesting. Good. Mm. All right. Your mom looks about twenty years younger than she actually is. What? Which is why his mother looks about twenty years younger than she uh, actually is. Ah, uh, impressive, impressive. And right. why she'll never drink. Hmm. All right, I will file that information away for later. Okay. Let me know what you want to do next. Uh, y'all actually, and uh, Rivera actually made arrangements for when to contact Gray, or this, and let me know how you want to proceed. Didn't he ask me to call him? Yeah, I think that was the case. He asked you to uh, give him a call. Okay, so I call him. I guess to arrange the meeting. Okay. Um, if you wait until about an hour after sunset, which I think is what he told you, you will get him directly. Dr. Jones like to uh, meet again so we can uh, so I can hear your decision yes I would shall we uh, begin at our usual spot 
or should I pay a visit to you at your home? Our usual spot will work. And uh, will the delightful uh, Miss Connor be joining us again? I am not sure. I'd, I'd probably be there just would to you? make sure. I don't know. I feel like I would. I feel like I would not be far. Like with my like little chiseled steak, you know, in case he decided to try and eat you instead. Like, you know, prepared. Not like, I don't have to be like physically in the house, but I feel like I would at least be in my car kind of stalking the outside. Like, if you don't come out in five minutes, I'm prepared to like do something reckless. My virtues protect my family, so like, I 100% would not be far (laughs) from this situation. Yeah. But I don't have to be in there. You can have a private thing with Mr. Gray, and I'll just be, you know, time like looking at my watch, holding this just man-made little steak, thinking it'll do something. Um, what about the rest of you? Are you going to be lurking somewhere, or what? He should definitely. I'll definitely I, bring I, everybody if I can, but I don't know if. I'm just going to go with her. Why not? Oh yeah, if we if we all can be there, then we be there. But if it was a more private thing, I was going to just well, be there. What does Mr. Gray know about Charlie and me? He does not. You don't know. You don't have any reason to think that, but would it freak him out if you know if you, you bring have, you have no way of knowing that? <laughs> well, she's my I'm sister. I'm gonna go. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna let my, my sister in law just wander into, as far as I know, a crazy person that has like infiltrated the FBI. And well, she interacts with you here recently. So, how much worse could it actually get? I mean, please don't. Ask. He might eat her. I don't know. <laughs> so, so I'm I'm gonna go with unless she tells me not to go. And I would like them to come. Everybody to come. So I guess I'll ask Mr. Gray if I can uh, bring along my family. So have you decided what you're going to do? I'm pretty sure I'm just going to sign the contract. That might be for the best so that we can have everything out at once and I can answer everyone's questions. That would be great. Wait, there's an actual chance for us to split the party? I mean, if you really want to. enthused about that. I'm oh, always splitting the party with Alan. Oh, uh, yeah. If I wasn't so interested in everything Mr. Gray had to say as a character... Yeah. I would say Oliver and I should go to uh, good old Grandfather Lawrence. But I also want to hear what Mr. Gray has to say. We're just poor children. Hey, Grandpapa, who has never met us. Uh, Grandfather. Your grandson is a werewolf, and we know it came from your bloodline. So tell us more. I too hate your son. You owe me 25 birthday presents. I might need to get a haircut before then. Mm. Okay. <laughs> uh, so about an hour later, uh, was anyone dressing up to go to the top of the World Club? Or oh, God, we're going there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. I don't know about them, but Olivia is. How do you think I have nice clothes? All right, um, I'll get my suit. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll say that everyone should. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. Everyone shows up at the appointed time and is shown back into a uh, meeting with uh, Mr. Gray. Um, and there's a larger table now uh, with uh, seats for everybody. All right. Hold my glass of water. Still incredibly nervous in his presence. Okay. Okay. To Olivia. Luke, are you with them? I haven't heard from you yet. Yes, but okay. before, if I if I learn that I'm going to meet this, I'm first going to go to parish church, fill, yeah, yeah, empty out my whiskey, fill it in the holy water. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Man's thinking ahead. That might work. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm not, I don't believe in that shit at all, but, you know, it's. It's ingrained in me, so that's that's what we Catholics do. Oh yeah, we're Catholic, aren't we? Wow. We're, we're raised anyway. Uh, uh, hereditarily speaking, yes. 
All right. Uh, all right. Well, you were shown into this uh, very prestigious restaurant, uh, and uh, Mr. Gray is there waiting for you. Um, and he gestures for you to sit down. Uh, and uh, and he just nods at the uh, uh, the guy who led you in, who steps out and closes the door behind him. Um, it's all the same. We can dispense with dinner, I think, and get straight down to business. Uh, then he pauses for a second. He does looks back and forth between uh, between Charlie and. Uh, Oliver and says, <laughs> well, you two have been busy this weekend. I don't know what you're talking about. What does he smell like to me? Uh, roll it. Uh, wits plus uh, composure uh, plus one. And yet not again. Let's see. I did plus three to get not again. Uh, Wits, composure, plus three, nine again. Yeah. Ooh. Three successes. Holy shit! Eight successes. Eight oh six my god! You've got eight? I got Sick. eight. All right, we'll get a beat. Uh, 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 Oliver, all you get is a very expensive cologne, not overpowering, but it's there. Uh, and But underneath there's this Vague, sterile sense that uh, uh, it's not that he smells like anything in particular; it's that he doesn't seem to give off the scent you can pick up uh, compared uh, compared to everyone else, because you can identify a particular scent from everyone you pass in this whole hotel or this whole restaurant. Charlie, uh, you I said Charlie can smell the guy he ate last week. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, Charlie, uh, you are in the presence of a walking dead man who radiates power that he is carefully concealing the extent of. Um, you intuitively uh, lean back from him because you are in the presence of a superior predator. Um, you are now extremely... Uh, uncomfortable with the idea of defying him or picking a fight with him. Well, that's just unfortunate. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh... The rest of you, without even noticing, you can uh, you notice when, when Charlie just sort of leans back a little bit and his eyes get big and he suddenly becomes very pale and nervous. Mm. Pussy. Mm. <laughs> can I assume uh, that? Dr. Jones has revealed at least the basic outline of the situation to all of you. Vaguely. Yes. I'd still like to hear you if you still like to hear it. All right. We will begin with getting the basics out of the way. I am what you would call a vampire. I am an immortal undead predator charged by others of my kind with the task of protecting what we call the masquerade. Uh, we, yeah, the vampires, are not the only supernatural beings in the world, though we are the most numerous and most powerful. We have very strict laws that say people like you should never find out anything about us or that we exist. And if you do, we are obligated to take steps to prevent you from spreading that information. In the normal course of events, all of you would probably either be have your memories of everything in the past three days erased. Failing that, I would forcibly bind you all to my will through the power of my blood. Failing that, I would have you all killed. However, <sighs> the uh, things are not as they normally would be uh, because of two factors. One, uh, I perceive that two of you have already been infected with the curse of lycanthropy. That bridges the gap, as it were, between mundane mortals and supernatural beings such as ourselves. And so I have a certain amount of latitude in how I can treat you. I assume you are taking steps to protect 
others from your changes when they occur? Yes. You hear about that was a newsletter. Well, I certainly didn't hear about anyone being torn to pieces by rabid animals. If that changes and you are unable to deal with things yourselves, I am authorized and obligated to put you down. Uh, I gather you, I believe one of you mentioned uh, the Anawaya. I'm aware of them. Uh, if you are not, they are a small, uh, very small, in fact, pack of werewolves who reside out in the Cherokee National Forest. Uh, if you wish, you are welcome to meet with them and perhaps they can give you some guidance. The other factor uh, lies in Dr. Jones here because she has, as it happens, some useful skills that I think might be of assistance to me in my work. Uh, her knowledge of Egyptology is relevant to my dealings with someone who I consider to be a threat to both my organization and the larger world. You may have some, the, who here does not know what the word Amanet refers to? That's the mummy lady, right? Yes, that's a useful placeholder there for her, the mummy lady. Um, I am hopeful that by employing Dr. Jones, uh, she may be able to assist me in uh, tracking down Amanet's cult uh, before she can be raised once more and perhaps deal with her for good. To that end, I am making certain allowances that I ordinarily would not. Uh, obviously, Dr. Jones, your family is important to you, and if you are willing to come and work for me, uh, I am prepared to ensure their well, existence. Oh, so gracious. So, I do have a question. Surprised if you did not. Us, the werewolves, clearly the part about the contract to not you know, speak of supernatural things. I think we have that covered. Would we be helping you out later on with this amunet lady? Primarily, I wanted uh, Dr. Jones to assist me in research. Although, if you are interested in long-term employment, or at, at a minimum... Uh, instructions in the ways of the supernatural uh, I would be I would be willing to consider extending an offer of employment to you two. I will be blunt I'm not entirely certain what uh, young Olivia here would have to offer my organization although I might be surprised um, <laughs> as for you uh, Officer Jones, if you were interested in working for us, I believe we would be able to offer you many things. Uh, supernatural assistance to improve your health, uh, career advancement. Uh, we're always looking for good people in uh, the law enforcement sector. And no disrespect, but from what I have been told, your career is installed for a bit. It's true. And he studied me very appealing for a second. He says, in fact, if you were willing to come and work for us, uh, I could probably get you answer any questions you may have about what really happened back in Kuwait. Start my eyes over it, uh, Frank. So you know something about what happened? My, my organization's uh, reach is quite broad and thorough. Uh, when I took an interest in Dr. Jones, naturally I did some research to find out whether her, uh, either she or anyone close to her had previously had connections with the supernatural world. Uh, and I was quite surprised to find out just how many of you do. You had an incident in Kuwait of which your memories were blocked because of they threatened to reveal the supernatural nature of the attack you suffered. Oliver, Olivia, your older brother Jacob uh, suffered memory, memory blocks several years back. 
as a result of a supernatural encounter he had. What? Jake um, experienced something supernatural? Yes, the, the details are classified. I was not present in Knoxville at the time. Uh, I suspect it has... My suspicion is that others of my kind who reside in the city got sloppy. You're si- the Rookwoods. Like Jake saw something, and so his memory was wiped. Yes. Nothing happened to him, did it? Other than his memory being wiped? Not that I'm aware of. I'll be happy to make further inquiries. Yes. And then, of course, and then, of course, uh, Mr. Connor, there was uh, your own brief period, your own period of the FBI. Uh, You had quite a few exciting times uh, back in the day, um, culminating in uh, your discovery of a videotape, a Betamax tape. I don't guess you would have anything to do with uh, that original tape going missing, would you? Well, not personally, but I read the case file. We, uh, we take a strong interest in Betamax videotapes. So I have seen. Hmm. And of course, that's before we get into the matter of uh, their parentage. And then he smiles at you. Yeah, I'm kind of sorry. Cu- what? Parentage? Can, can we that get is that? That is parentage of you, his own ancestry. What he was trying to say. I may have phrased it badly. Like, do you do you know anything about our heritage exactly? Uh, yes, that is something else I've done a bit of research on. All I'm willing to say at this point is that your grandfather, your grandfather and grandmother uh, on your father's side, well, let's just say they entered this country under fault. Ugh. And your, name, your family name was not always Connor. It was Sullivan. <laughs> No, we do not speak of that name. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, this is this is a lot. It's a lot to take in. I have so many questions. Well, before you can get any more answers, we need to decide how you're going to proceed. What would be involved in exchange for Dr. Jones's assistance in research? I would be willing to forego. Uh, the blood bonding process uh, and simply bind all of you to refrain from revealing anything to outsiders about supernatural activities you may have encountered through the simple measures of what we call a blood contract. I described that to Dr. Jones previously. Uh, That is the simplest way to do it. Uh, and would provide you with the greatest freedom if you do not wish to if you wish to walk out of here without being further ensnared in the supernatural world. To be honest, I am not, I'm no longer particularly worried about young Oliver or his father, uh, since both of you are now rather permanently attached to the supernatural world. I assume you have enough sense to realize how bad it would be for you if uh, knowledge of lycanthropy were to be widespread. Can I have an idea? Maybe. Like vampires, werewolves do not tolerate lone wolves drawing down attention upon themselves. Good to know. Haven't, you know, had a lot of contact with other werewolves, you know, in the last 24 hours. It's, it's been a long weekend. I can imagine. My first weekend as really? one of the undead was quite exciting as well. How long ago was that exactly? He just smiles at you. So the question remains uh, for those of you, those three of you who are still mortal, what sort of working relationship would you like to have? We can bind you to a blood contract. If you are interested in, well, to be crass about it, uh, accepting, uh, gaining power for yourself in exchange for service. Uh, there's the blood bond. Or if you, this may well be your last chance to walk away free and clear if you will submit to a memory alteration with the knowledge that none of your family members will be allowed to tell you anything about what you have forgotten. I think I'm going to go with the I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the contract myself. <laughs> um, Rivera, did you say the contract as well? Yes. 
Yeah, I did you get cut off the end? And then he looks over at uh, uh, Frank. That afternoon. Okay, so which one do you want? The contract or the what? Yeah, the, the contract. Well, he pulls out the contract, and there's a blank for each of you to sign if he wants to. And basically, it's a very straightforward contract. All three of you will agree uh, to never reveal anything uh, you observe or hear or learn about the supernatural world to anyone who's either not a part of it in some way, um, well, to anyone who's not a part of it in some way, uh, and also uh, for the next six months, uh, Rivera will be his consultant on all matters pertaining to Egyptian mythology uh, as a, uh, and for which you will be awarded uh, the sum of uh, $50,000 uh, broken up into six monthly payments. Are those terms satisfactory? Compared to the other choices? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I suppose so. It gets a bad reputation, and I can understand why it would trouble you, but I assure you, being a blood servant is as bad as you might think. That's uh, your call. If you change your mind, don't hesitate to contact me. And he, mm. reaches, back, he reaches back into uh, his briefcase, uh, and he pulls out a jet black pin um, with red trim on it, which he hands to Rivera first. And I sign my... Okay. Uh, you sign the contract. Uh, the ink is red, if it is in fact ink. Uh, <laughs> and as you hold the thing, your finger tingles a little bit. Your fingers do. Is it, is it ink? Can I smell it? Uh, oh, that's a good point. Uh, both of you, uh, Oliver and uh, Charlie, yeah, you smell fresh blood. Hmm. What does that mean? Uh, you assume it means that the uh, pen she's running with is somehow drawing blood out of her to produce oh. And I thought, you know, we smell blood. That means like we have to like control ourselves or something like that. Well, no, you're you're not a vampire, so you don't have blood frenzy. Um, so she signs the contract over to um, uh, Olivia Nitz and along with the pen. And then she shakes her hand like this to get the thing out of it. Okay. Do you sign it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That was, yeah, I signed it. Okay. You experience the same thing. And then you slide it over to Frank. I'll sign it. Right. And then you hand it back to Gray and he takes the pen and he signs it, his, his name at the bottom in a very broad scrawl. Uh, and, uh, Charlie and Oliver, you, with each signature, the smell of blood intensifies, and when Gray signs it, you get a sense of blood and something else that is unnatural, um, and slightly intimidating. And then he blows on it and rolls it up. And says, oh, um, I will send word to you tomorrow night, uh, Dr. Jones, uh, with a Cashier's check for ten thousand uh, dollars and uh, a uh, um, a list of research topics that I would like for you to investigate. Okay. And uh, he, uh, when he glances over to uh, Oliver and, and oh yes, Charlie too. He doesn't know Charlie's out already. Um, I don't know what arrangements you have made for the next full moon. Some of my associates have the means to. Help you to control your changes if you feel that might be necessary. You may contact me through uh, your Rivera. Hey, that in mind. Appreciate the offer. I think I'm good, but I appreciate the offer. And he puts the uh, he binds up the parchment and uh, puts it in his briefcase with the pen, and then he stands. And gentlemen, ladies, it has been a pleasure. I hope this is the beginning of a mutually beneficial relationship. Uh, and, uh, and he leaves. <sighs> dun, dun, well, dun. well, things just got interesting. That I didn't like that pen. That didn't feel right. Yeah, we could smell the blood. Blood. Luke. Ah, ah, that's what that was. Cool. <laughs> but Luke, uh, as he's leaving, or after he leaves, you start thinking back over. Everything else that happened this evening and your uh, preparations involving uh, Pete, and you suddenly feel this 
odd sense of unease about the fact that in a day or so, Pete's going to get a get a key to sensitive information that you have just signed a contract not to reveal. Ah, but I was grandfathered in. <laughs> uh, I will. And you may think you don't know how the contract actually works. You just you feel this strange sense of unease, but it may be a perfectly natural unease. I will. I will text Pete. Say you're going to get a letter from me. Okay, so uh, Mr. Gray has left uh, with uh, a signed blood contract from Preview. Uh, and unless someone desperately wants to do something tonight, we will call it there. Thank you for listening to another episode of Knoxville by Night, a World of Darkness playcast. A couple quick things we are releasing new info on the Patreon at Knoxville by Night. You can follow along there as low as $1. There will be future content, character breakdowns, and other stretch goals that will be posted there, and your support will go a long way. We also just posted episode discussions on the Reddit page at Knoxville by Night Pod, and we will be doing that going forward. We are still active on our Instagram and Twitter pages, and you can message us there or anywhere else for requests, ideas, or any other ways to make this show a better one. Please leave a rating or review on wherever you listen to us, and as always, episodes will be released on Friday nights. Your players tonight have been Luke as Frank Jones Jr., Anthony as Oliver Connor, Brooke as Olivia Connor, Chrissy as Rivera Jones, and Stick as Charlie Connor. Storyteller is Alan, or the Sinister Man. The intro and outro is Wayfaring Stranger by Brian Mitchell. Thank you again, and hope you all join us next session. Y'all's faces right now about spam is how um, Alan felt about the corned beef hash. I'm sitting here like, I like spam. Anyway, y'all continue. I think pretty good. So. No. Of course, it's been so long since I've had spam of any kind. Now, haggis, on the other hand, haggis is fucking delicious, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I've, I've been wanting to try haggis. I'll never get it. It's illegal to serve here. <laughs>